Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to the long-awaited episode three of the Stewing It podcast. And yeah, thank you, Ming. I appreciate the support, literally. Um, uh, this episode is going to be uh, Inside Bat Dave's Brain, The Importance of Pop Culture. And um, I'd like to introduce my good friend, uh, New Jersey Bat Dave, who I actually did meet on the internet. That's right. Exactly. Yep. So, and then in real life. And then in real life. Um, around um, 2011, I started watching uh, the New Jersey Bat Squad videos online. And there was this crazy group of people. And then in 2012 at Super Super Mega Fest. Yep, Parsippany, New Jersey. Parsippany, New yep. Jersey. I was waiting in line to get Adam West and Burt Ward's autograph. And someone yelled out, hey, uh, Bat Dave. And I said, oh, are, are you Bat Dave from the internet? And that's that's the start of a of a now a long-term uh, uh, friendship and you've been stuck with me ever since well you know <laughs> what can i say so, how you doing i'm i'm doing well this is about six months in the making it is right it, it is about six months in the making we uh we were going to do it in march um uh with our friend tina that's um, right but um uh, tina ramos but unfortunately there was a snowstorm and then we tried to schedule it um uh for a while um that and uh, life got in the way, but, sure. but we're here now. And um, you know, as um, Mike Zapsik mentioned on um, the Point Blank uh, podcast, uh, stewing it, the Angle podcast. I'm, I'm going to try and uh, make it more than once a year. Yeah, so, sounds good. Exactly. I can't believe you got Ming working the boards. I, you know, I, wow. Uh, for me, for me, uh, <laughs> is that extra? I, 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 it's a pleasure to have Ming here. Although, yes. although Christian uh, is wonderful too. Uh, uh, the the third seat on my uh, good friend KP's uh, American Loser podcast. So, okay. I, you know. It's a quality operation, no matter who you talk to at, mm-hmm. at a shared universe. So, you know, uh, we uh, probably overplanned for talking today, but and, uh, uh, we talked about yes, we have a, we have a variety of sheets, but but just in, in general, in general, you know, I think uh, Dave, if you uh, you know just want to give a, a brief uh, introduction for yourself, and uh, you know. Uh, Okay, yeah. I, I think I speak for a lot of us that were born in the 60s. Yes. Raised as kids in the 70s. Yes. Teenagers of the 80s, 90s, and our 20s, and now whatever age we are. It was just a perfect time to grow up as far as pop culture, rock and roll, TV, horror, uh, you name it. it. It's just, it was a golden era. And I, I think that's what we both appreciate about when we grew up exactly and, and at that point in time there were three channels oh yes thank you thank you Ming. <laughs> there um uh i love the 66 batmobile but um in you know when we were growing up in the 70s there were three channels so when we watched the the six million dollar man we all watched the six million dollar man at the same time so we all had you know and then we would go and you know run in slow motion down this uh, street i i told lee major that and he said oh i I hope you didn't get hurt and i was like no unfortunately well also too we were fortunate enough that we had a lot of local affiliates growing up in new jersey all of our uh, local channels were from new york new york city so we didn't know when you're when you're four or five years old you don't know you're watching a monkey's rerun from five years ago you don't know what you're watching star trek from six years ago uh the reruns when we watched the reruns of star trek that's what kind of brought that show back exactly. so we grew up with the best of the 60s and the 70s 
So, and that kind of infused my whole mindset. Yes, and and, and you know, I think that also, while um, you know, watching Adam West uh, Batman in uh, when you were a kid would perhaps get you pushed into a locker. You know, now it's such a big part of the pop culture. I mean, I, you know, as I was telling you, uh, I, you know, I work in pharmaceutical market research, and I was at a. Uh, uh, internal seminar at my company um, uh, and talking to various science guys and they're like oh Stu we haven't talked to you in a long time let's talk about business and then they said more importantly what do you think about the Marvel movies so you know really it's become part of the the whole zeitgeist and and kids today younger people today do not realize how fortunate how blessed they are to be living in this age of there's a new marvel movie every couple months there's a new dc movie there's this there's that um when we were kids you didn't have too much you might have had lou ferrigno bill bixby live action incredible hulk yet you had certain things in the 70s going into the 80s but uh to to you couldn't embrace being a nerd it wasn't cool i mean in junior high and even earlier we would hide our comic books in brown bags and when no one's looking i had one friend he outed me as a comic book collector in front of the entire school's cheerleading squad and i'll never forgive him for that because it, it was not it just wasn't the thing and now society the world has embraced it exactly um my first x-men comic was x-men number 100 it was 1976 nine years old i'm who are these characters? If you remember the X-Men 100 cover, it's, it's, it's Dave, Dave Cockrum at his best, Chris Claremont writing it. And that's the whole Phoenix saga building up. That cover has the old X-Men on the left, the new X-Men on the right facing off. You don't know the ones on the left are robots until you, you read. I, I knew that there would never, ever in my lifetime be an X-Men movie there'd never be x-men toys or nothing it's not possible hollywood didn't have the power back then or the technology i went home i got modeling clay i made my own x-men action figures kept them in a shoebox for years finally threw them out when they started to deteriorate yes but the thing is now guardians of the galaxy that was a lesser that was a toss away comic you know um it's just a luke cage you have you have all these characters yeah and they're they're world famous now. And and what people don't realize perhaps is that you know Iron Man started it all. But Iron Man was not uh, you know he was one of many many characters. Thor was one of many many characters. And you know uh, there was never the expectation that there was going to be Iron Man you know in, in a in a major blockbuster or, or you know basically lead a, a twenty movie saga. So it was very interesting. And that will get into Marvel universe later, but. Yes. That all hinged upon Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Getting his act together at just the right yes. time, nailing it, becoming Tony Stark. He yes. pretty much is Tony Stark now in pretty real much. life. Yeah. There's no Marvel Universe if that first Iron Man movie bombs. Yes. And it just he nailed it. And then from there we've we we have what we have. Exactly. And and I think that also uh what has happened is just uh the information media has allowed people to seek their tribe so to speak i mean that's how we're friends we we became friends on uh, social media and then you seek out like-minded folks and you know now like for example you know uh, one of the the actors that i really enjoy is a uh, john wesley ship who played the flash 
Um, in the old 90s TV show, he played sure. um, uh, yeah, The Flash he's is Dead. He's a great guy. And, and, and you know, um, uh, John Wesley Shipp is... Um, uh, my Facebook friend, and you know, I've had you know conversations with them, and uh, it's just an exciting world we live in. Well, that's what brought me back to the whole world. I mean, I collected comic books, collected records, collected toys. I, my collection was pretty much the way I wanted to be by the age of thirty, but then you get a little older, and now I'm I'm reading the news, and a lot of my childhood heroes, celebrities, faves, sports stars, they're dying. Exactly. Yeah, Evil Knievel is dying. You know, uh, you know, a lot of our faves were gone a long time ago. I mean, you grew up in the 70s. You had amazing, you know, Bruce Lee. It was yeah. a great decade. But then you get to a point, 2000, 2000 beyond. Um, I better make, I better step up and meet these people and just tell them how much they mean to me. Exactly. So uh, that's, a, that's a good point. I mean, I am very fortunate that I've met Adam West a, a couple of times and, uh, you know, I've met Burt Ward uh, a couple of times. He's, he's still with us, of course, but, you know, Yvonne Craig, I, you know, a lot of the major stars, I talked to, um, you know, uh, I've actually uh, met all three uh, Catwomen from uh, the 66 show, but I think what you met Eartha Kitt? I, well, it, I, it, it's, <laughs> it's a funny story is that I actually went to a cabaret show uh, that she did in New York City, and I, I had it was, it was a New York, it was a, a New Year's Eve show, and I got you know stage side uh, seats, and I was with a date, and um, uh, she was singing I, I can't give you anything but love, and she handed me the mic, and I did the baby, so nice. I, I can say that I actually sang with Eartha Kitt. Well, you know, we grew up at the time we did, so we're watching Batman the TV yeah. show. And as a kid, you don't realize they're playing it for laughs, pretty much. Exactly. It's tongue in cheek, it's camp, whatever camp is. You don't know what that means as a kid. Those death traps are scary. Yeah. You know, the villains, Frank Gorshin, maniacal. Yeah. I mean, brilliant, very nice guy from what I've heard. He, I actually, I met him as well. He, a lovely gentleman. Yeah, he, I have a lot of people tell me he wouldn't even charge for an autograph. Yeah. Just, just a nice guy. But, uh, you know, and then you grow up, and then my first cosplay, I, I cringe, it's my first costume, right? Well, I, that's a big part of what I do. Yeah. But my first costume was when I was 10. I would watch the Batman show in reruns. I could never be Adam West because he's 6'2". He's, yeah. he's a big, beefy guy, yeah. you know? But I always kind of saw myself as Robin. Yes. You know, I really attached myself to, to how great Burt Ward was as yeah. that character. My first costume as a 10-year-old, there's a photo somewhere, um, was Robin the Boy yeah. Wonder. Homemade, you know, yes. made that thing. You know, you can go out and buy, was it, was it Ben Cooper? What was the? Exactly. You, you could go out and, to McCrory's or Woolworth and buy a costume in a box, but I would make my own. So uh, in his honor, in, in Burt Ward's honor, I got you a very nice Burt Ward bobblehead. Oh, well, thank you, That that's fantastic. It's called a wacky wobbler, I it's, guess, you know. That's that's wonderful. I, um, you know, I, I have to say that um, uh, at my uh, desk at work, um, I, I have a cubicle, and um, I one of my colleagues came over and said, I really like your stuff, I because I have an assortment of um, paraphernalia from Batman, from uh, the Kevin Smith universe, from Ralph Garman, the Ralph Report. I, you know, and then I also have a little section for places I've traveled for business. I have um, on my bulletin board 
a big line of convention badges that go back to 2015 to the Atlantic City Boardwalk Con, where we uh, absolutely where we had a good time right. with uh, William Shatner. That's right. Yeah, yep. where uh, another of our yes. true icons. I, yes, I put exactly. Shatner up there in the top three. I yes. wouldn't want to say who's my first, second, or third, but William Shatner is fantastic. The the man is a force of nature. Yes. He's he's 88 or 89 now. Yeah, and he was another he was another big reason for me getting back into the convention scene. Yeah, because uh, w- when we were younger, people don't realize this today, young people. There might be one or two really good comic conventions yeah. or nostalgia shows per year. Exactly. Now there's three or four every weekend. You you have to pick and choose which ones you go to. And just having the opportunity. Shatner was always out there. Yeah. Nimoy, those guys, they were always doing shows uh, since the 70s. And those shows got them through a lot of lean years yeah. until the motion pictures kicked in. But... Um, but still, just a ch- we we met Shatner this this March exactly in New York City. Uh, the guy is just unstoppable. He is. Uh, and of my five or six really true encounters with him, two of them being interviews, I was blessed enough to interview yeah. him. He was the William Shatner that every fan wants to meet. Yeah. Because these people can have an off day. They're getting older. Uh, but uh, we've had a good run, and I can't really co- recall too many instances of meeting a hero, a, ch- a childhood fave, and you walk away a little discouraged. But it exactly. happens. But Shatner's always spot on. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, you know, um, I have a, a lot of autographs, a lot of uh, memorabilia. But really what you're doing is when, when you're paying for an autograph, you're paying for the experience. Because, you know, at that 2015 show, I got my picture with William Shatner. And then after one of his um, panels, they said, well, Mr. Shatner will be signing on the floor. So I had my picture and I literally ran. I ran down, you know, in the convention center to the floor and there were five people waiting right. for William Shatner. Mm-hmm. And and I had a lovely, like, 15-minute conversation with him and it was great. And, you know, it, it's those kind of opportunities that, you know, you meet folks and, and you connect with them on a personal level. That That is the downside of what the the pop culture comic con it's it's become a very big business yeah uh it, it's it's the in thing now and it's brought tons and tons of people in yes. but like you were saying with that show i remember i think it was 2000 or 2001 it was in secaucus and it was actually a celebrity slash comic book slash porn show <laughs> so they covered all the bases yeah. there and who is sitting there right in the middle of the, all the celebrities is adam West, yeah. Burt Ward, to their right is a very bored David Carradine, looking like he'd rather be anywhere but yeah. here, and to their left, a still very young Tracy Lords, who had just stopped uh, doing what she was doing, yeah. trying to become a serious actress. And I think I think Burt was, was charging 20 bucks, yeah. Adam was 25, you talk to him, you get photos, it, it, and then somewhere over the next decade, it just exploded. Oh, yeah. And you've actually seen it with our favorite artists, too. Yeah, you see it with Neil Adams and Jim Steranko, and and all these people. Everyone's realizing, you know, these guys are they're not going to be around forever. We're, we're not going to be around forever yeah. either. But you want to have that moment, and, and that's what really was the impetus behind the NJ Bat Squad fan films was to capture a moment. Whether one person watches what we film or ten thousand or or more, it's a souvenir for us, uh, and and you know. 
You just hope for the best. So we we've talked about um, you know obviously William Shatner, you know, and, and Adam West. Um, uh, who are some of the other um, uh, characters or, or, or character actors that you've met and interacted with that you have had? I'm going to have you look over the list. Okay, and I'm, you tell me your right. your favorite all right I'll, efforts on um, right off the bat. Growing up as I did, you know, when I when I was. The day I was born, the Beatles, small group called the yeah. Beatles, yeah. had just released an album called Revolver. Yeah. Uh, the night I was born, uh, a show called Green Hornet. The Green Hornet yes. with Cato as Bruce Lee. That premiered. That, that, that came out. The next night, um, Art Carney was the archer kicking off season two of Batman. So then you, you grow up and now you're absorbing that. You're now into the 70s. Like we said, Bionic Man and, yes. and all these other wonderful things. So... We have a treasure trove of who we want to meet. Exactly. And people go, how do you come up with the characters that you become? And I go, honestly, at this point now, I'll just look at a guest list. Yeah. We're going to Chiller this weekend. We certainly are. And Chiller is stacked. Chill, Chiller, oh my lord! It's it used crazy. to be uh, Chiller used to be predominantly a horror show. Yeah. It's now shifted gears into more of a nostalgia show. Yes. And I have no problem with that because it's broadened the audience. Now you have Shirley Jones, the Partridge Family. You've you've got Christy McNichol. You you've got rock and rollers. Alice Cooper's there yeah. all the time. So the problem is it is packed. Yes. It is packed up in Parsippany, right? But uh, what are we doing this? We're gonna do uh, Revenge of the Nerds tribute. I, I have to say that in college, um, I uh, was in a fraternity for a short period of time, and I literally watched Revenge of the Nerds 40, 50 times, just, just during college. And I've watched it numerous times since then. And what we can see now at Chiller Theater, there are gonna be eight of the stars of right. Chiller, uh, of, of uh, Revenge of the Nerds at Chiller. And Pretty much everyone except Anthony Edwards. Yeah. So. Uh, well, you know, if, if, if he's listening in, you know, yeah. please, Mr. Edwards, please join us. So. Well, you never know because yeah. um, that show, it, for all these shows too, yeah. you go there with no expectations, yeah. you know, and usually it all works out fine. Exactly. Uh, what would you say? Would you say Cosmo Kramer was one of my better ones? I, I have to say that you, that it was surprising in that who would cosplay Cosmo Kramer and, and you hit it so well that, um, you know, like even celebrities at the shows were, were saying how, how awe-inspiring your Cosmo was. But I, I did it for a reason. I always say, if, if you're dressing up like this yeah. and there's no reason, you know, when I dress up as Batman, we have a beautiful 1966 Batmobile. You know, if we're doing this, we have the celebrities. For that one, John O'Hurley, exactly. who was Jay Peterman, Elaine's boss, Mr. Peterman, his first show ever. <laughs> and we're there in Midtown Manhattan, right? The yeah. Big Apple show. And I walk up to him with, you know, Cosmo Kramer as the doc with the you know with the pipe and the hair done up Vando Strummer. it's his first yeah. show and he doesn't know what to make yeah. of me so there's this awkward moment and then his handler leans over and's like uh, he's here as a tribute to you and then yeah. he's gonna pay you I'm like oh okay so then it's good from there I you know I actually with Tina I brought him mimosas at the last chiller yes and, and we've mentioned Tina Ramos Ramos earlier before yeah. Tina is our our horror queen yes teen yeah. another great moment not in costume for me it would be odd last year tina set up a wonderfully bizarre a surreal interview with me and 
porn legend Ron Jeremy seated on Elvira's uh, you know, throne. Throne, her couch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's something that you go that morning and you're not thinking is ever going to happen, you know? And, uh, you know, it's. You know, it's funny how. Uh, how strange the world has gotten because um, at, at the one chiller, unf- I had left and unfortunately there was a, um, a fire alarm and they had to evacuate the building. So uh, um, Tina um, FaceTimed me and the cast of The Love Boat was with her. So I'm like, oh, oh, there's Isaac, the bartender. And, and it was like, and then, you know, our other friend, Dr. Stewart, got on the call. I, uh, uh, and and uh, suddenly all my friends are on a video call with the cast of The Love Boat. And, you know, it's just, it's an amazing world we live in. Yes, yeah. And, and we really should bring in and mention those people that we do have an ever-changing group of people yes, the roster yes. like 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 a, a baseball team exactly. you know the yankees are going to be different next year everyone uh we have a lot of the our buddies that are hollywood star car owners we call yes. them the nj star car group because they're they're predominantly from new jersey uh tom mitchell yes. uh i'm wearing you know shameless plug our own version if, if kevin smith is out there watching if he needs a fresh take on the characters we do uh Green Hornet and Cato, set in 2066. Yeah. Um, Tom has a black beauty that him, he and his pals built from an, a destroyed, mangled old Imperial. Yeah, Rebuilt it, it's, it's as good as the one on the show. Yeah, he's modified it a bit. We have Brooklyn John. Wh- who I actually think is a fellow comic book man participant. Who's that? Oh yes. Brooklyn John. That's Didn't he bring his bat boat at one point? Tom Mitchell was on. Okay. Uh, we have, you you were on two episodes? Yes. Uh, um and you know uh, some of us uh, tried to be on, but unfortunately, were cut in editing. You said you weren't going to bring that up, um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. happy for you. I'm, I'm one of those people that are actually happy for their friends' success. You bastard. <laughs> well, I have to, I have to say, um, you know, I've been at cons and people have said, "Hey, aren't you that guy from that show?" And I'm like, "Yeah," but you know, then again, I'm a, you know, middle-aged, bearded glasses chubby guy the power of television i'm i'm an archetype so that's right you know someday you could be a guest at chiller who knows who knows and then you know we have uh, our other friends uh the fellow cosplayers oh yeah who we have on that list let's hit it oh boy we have 87 official fan films right yeah exactly. and and, uh, quite a few of them have appeared in many actually mike and ming appeared in three or four of our earliest adventures yes about the same time as comic book book man was gearing up yes uh one of them was at um the asbury park comic-con when it was inside of a bowling alley so uh you know it's it's a it's a unique kind of experience you never know no two shows are the same even when they are the same exactly but uh i don't know who who else we have we have uh Mike Hemig, master yeah. of robots. The guy's built everything. Oh my God! He, um, he has done a. It's, he did the R two D two mech, didn't he? Wasn't that? Yeah, I call it R two D two thousand. Exactly. It's on, it's on steroids. Exactly. It's, it's amazing. Uh, Kevin DiPlacido is always reliable. Yes. He does the best Doctor Strange. He does a better Doctor Strange than Benjamin Cumberbatch, I think. Uh, then I always, I always say, it gets me in a lot of trouble sometimes. I say, you cannot do these projects without women because. Because women are a bigger part of the scene now, the convention scene and everything else than the guys. Exactly. I mean, 
Comic-Cons used to be just guys. Yeah. It, it was kind of sad. So we have Monica Tule, better Supergirl than the Supergirl on TV. Exactly. Monica's ama- Sasha Cooper, she, she yes. does everything from uh, Uhura when we do Star Trek, uh, Catwoman, everything. And beyond them being beautiful, uh, they're, they're pleasant. Exactly. And they're easy to work with. And a lot of times you don't have that combination. Yeah. Because as something as what you would think would be as lighthearted and silly and fun and creative as costuming and cosplay, you can get certain elements where there's a lot of drama. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, backstabbing. There's a lot. But you, you have that in, in every of field, course. every yeah. hobby. Exactly. Everything. So so what I've what we've tried to do from the start is keep it fun. Exactly. I always said, I said, I'll walk away from all of this the day it stops being fun. Exactly. And luckily, it's still fun. Well, and, and you know, you, you have to you have to be willing to, you know, put yourself out there because I used to say that I would never cosplay and I am now on cosplay number three. And I said, be careful that first yeah, cosplay exactly. is addictive. Well, I, I, we were going to do a, a Star Trek landing party, as you said, for William Shatner. In and, New York City. In New York City. And I, you know, um, our friend Bob um, uh, was suggesting, um, uh, you know, that I find a source for a Star Trek uniform. And I, you know, I said, oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll get a... a a red shirt. I'll be security, and and Bob was like, well, well, you know, you're you're more science medical. So I had my blue shirt, and I I was dressed up as a Star Trek officer, and then uh, my next cosplay um, uh, was uh, I was one of the uh, Grand Order of Occidental Nighthawks, also known as a goon, one That's of right. the one of the Penguins henchmen, yeah. and um, we're going to have cosplay number three this weekend this saturday to, at chiller theater yes revenge of the nerds yes our, ma- our merry roaming band of nerds imagine that but let, let's backtrack you mentioned bob let's say hi bob bob yeah. d simone the best now yes. i i do the cape crusader fine yeah. i mean it, you know it is what it is yeah Bob D. Simone is the premier Adam West Cape Crusader on the entire East Coast, as well as Young Kirk. I mean, Young, he, yep, and, and, and just a great and a talented guy too, a, a fantastic, yep. uh, singer. So, Not, yep, he does a Bobby Darren tribute, um, Darth Vader, uh, and he's he's been with us for since 2012, 2013. Exactly. So feel better, Bob. Bob's having a bit of an issue with the yeah with the stuff, and also. Uh, let me also give a shout out to Denny. Of course. To uh, the cranky curmudgeon who I couldn't do anything without. 87 official fan films, 100 plus unofficial raw content type fan films. Dennis Pelicano, always there. If he's not in front of the camera, he was always behind it. Exactly. Uh, post-production, editing, uh, sound effects, uh, uh, guidance. You know, yeah. just like someone like me needs to kind of be put in place every now and then. and. As we know, Denny, Dennis is the best at doing that. Yes, exactly. If I'm a balloon, he was always the pinprick. So, and it, it's a, it works out. Denny just had his appendix out. It's, it's been a rough month for our colleagues. Denny's home recovering from his appendix removal. Good luck, buddy. You know, feel better. You know, get get well soon. Who who else is who else have we met? Um, in the world of childhood heroes. Well, you, you know, I I think that. Um, you have uh, said that you have done Batman-related cosplay, but I, I have never seen you uh, happier than when you met a, a certain 
Agent 99 um, uh, from uh, Get Smart. And, and in fact, you, you gave me this uh, beautiful bobblehead. I have something for you because what people might not know that even though your nickname is Bat Dave, yes. you are pretty much a, a Get Smart uh, kind of person. I am. So I have this for you. Oh, my goodness. So um, it, it's wrapped up. Uh, um, basically, these are our original uh, Get Smart toys from... I don't think I should unwrap it now. May, maybe you should unwrap There's a, There's actually a puzzle, and there is a... a, a Oh my lord! Look at that. So. Oh. So. Oh my goodness. I I don't know what to say. Well, I, you know, I saw them and and you know, uh, in in my ever in my never ending search for Batman stuff, I saw this sort of stuff and I was like, that's something that my good friend Dave would like. Well, here's the thing. As I've mentioned earlier, child of the '60s, grew up in the '70s, so I my favorite five shows were Batman, yeah, original Star Trek. Um, the monkeys yeah music video pioneers the monkeys are the show still holds up when you watch it so far ahead of its time great songs too uh six million dollar man and my favorite half hour sitcom of all time get smart yes don adams was such a comic genius master of timing exactly physical comedy uh delivery Uh, having mel brooks and buck henry create the show didn't hurt either but um and beyond Get Smart, Don Adams is one of the top five celebs I wish I had met. Yeah. I just wasn't into it at the time the exactly. way I am now. Yeah. I, I was kind of aloof. Even when I saw grown-ups dressed in costumes when I first got back, I didn't understand the concept of cosplay, uh, you know, tributes, this and that. It seemed a bit odd. I'm like, these people have nothing better to do. And then the bug bites you and then you're done. So growing up as we did, as young as young boys, who do you have a crush on? Do you have a crush on Elizabeth Montgomery of Bewitched? Do you have a crush on Barbara Eden yes. from I Dream a Genie? Are you crazy about Jamie Summers from yes. The Bionic Woman? Mine was Don Adams' lovely lady, Barbara Feldon, exactly. Agent 99. Yes. So a few years back, I didn't even realize Barbara Feldon was still doing public appearances, right? I think she was about 80 at that time. She's appearing in New York City, as Providence would have it. Uh, my buddy Louie, uh, another Batmobile owner, beautiful 66 Batmobile replica. It, you, you couldn't tell it apart from the, the original TV show, Batmobiles. He just happened to be providing the Batmobile for that show that Barbara Feldon's at. Louis had put on a couple pounds. He goes, Dave, I can't fit in the Adam West tights. Yeah, Could you do it? I'm like, can I do it? Yeah. So I go to the show. My, my poor girlfriend, Lisa, Ming knows Lisa well. Lisa was our uh, Yvonne Craig Batgirl for many years until yes. the costumes were sold. Lisa accompanies me to that show with Barbara Feldon, Agent 99. I walk up to that table and I, not literally, but I feel like I'm floating on a cloud. Yeah. It, it's, it's, and we've met all, we've met so many of our faves. We've, we've met dozens and dozens of these. But to meet Barbara Feldon face to face. Exactly. As lovely a person as you'd hope she would be, 
nice conversation. She was Lisa's a teacher. She, yeah. She's talking to Lisa about being a teacher, how tough it is, and this and that. We're talking about certain things. I asked her the one question every fan asks, which was your favorite episode of Get Smart? And she said, just like Mickey Dolan said to me about the monkeys, she goes, it all felt like one long episode. Yeah. She goes, I honestly can't tell you a favorite. The whole experience was wonderful. Get Smart was on for five years. And it's it's to me, it's still the perfect half hour action adventure espionage romance if, if max well smart shoots someone in that episode he's dead that yeah. didn't happen on batman no. um it, they meet season one there's an attraction between max and 99 second season they're gonna date third season they date fourth season they marry fifth season jumps the shark cbs another network picks them up they're married with kids yeah the show runs its course but a great show yeah and and meeting barbara feldon and, and even lisa said after the show she goes i never saw you like that it, 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 but that's that's what these people have. we've we think we know these people yeah and that's the magic of hollywood the magic of television we we really have let these people into our lives exactly i mean you know i um at, at a another great show that I go to at Terrificon run by uh, Mitch Halleck in a, at the beautiful Mohican Sun Casino sure. uh, in Connecticut um, I met uh, Henry Winkler the font yes and and it was incredible just to sit and talk to him because I'm like hey this is a guy that I watched on TV and here I am speaking to him and he uh, did a he's worked on another show with William Shatner actually called um, Better Late Than Never a travel show Love it with a, like Terry Bradshaw, yep. George Foreman, and um, they had had an episode in Berlin. And you know, for business, um, I've been to Berlin many times. On my company's headquartered there, and you know, I'm talking to Henry Winkler. Like, oh, I you know, I've been to Berlin, and we had a really fantastic conversation. And you know, um, but it's funny too because um, I. I have uh, the Wonder Twins who are, you know, uh, 11 now, and um, I'm forcing my uh, pop culture will upon them. Ma Max likes it, Dina, hashtag bored Dina, not so much, but it, it, it's funny to see things awaken in them. Like, for example, uh, we went to um, Terrificon, uh, I guess it was uh, three years ago, and before that, they were like, oh, uh, Bat Batman, uh, you know, uh, Adam West, big deal. And then we saw all the cars, the, we saw the Bat computer, we saw all this stuff, and um, uh, they were so impressed that when we... Uh, came home they're like you know daddy can can we start watching batman and, and we did and we have uh, the good fortune of having a, a a friend um the the mysterious alfred yes who uh, our good friend who has a number of incredible treasures that he would, I, I wouldn't say a number we we have he would like to be referred to as alfred the the, the butler the yes. private collector a private collector friend who has treasures beyond beyond, beyond he, yeah. he he owns dozens yeah. of hollywood vehicles yes um everything from uh Bob Denver's red and white Gilligan shirt. Exactly. The actual shirt. Barbara Eden's, one of Mar Barbara Eden's genie outfits. Yeah. She has. She actually autographed it for him last year. Um, Don Adams, one of his shoe phones. Exactly. Talked about ahead of its time, right? Exactly. The original cell phone, right? Um, just, just these priceless artifacts. He, he predominantly loves the honeymooners. Yeah. He has probably the best Jackie Gleason collection uh, in the world. Yeah. And 
every week it's growing. He loves. He also loves Batman '66. He's got he's got Adam's costumes, uh, Gorshin's costumes, Cesar Romero. Exactly. Uh, and it's this. It's just he. How you have made your kids embrace it? Yeah, he's made us embrace it on a whole other level. Exactly, because we realize these are these are priceless artifacts. Yes, you know, it would be like I don't want to. It's like an Egyptologist uncovering a tomb. I, I I agree. I mean, you know, when I saw you get goosebumps. When I I I literally got a little emotional when I yeah. saw the original costumes. It's just you know, uh, but in any case, I think that you know now. Um, um, uh, Max and Dina have more of an appreciation of uh, you know pop culture. Well, I'm, you know. I'm happy to hear that. Well, oh. Here's a little goodie bag. It's a week before Halloween, so oh. I'm rushing the season. Well, I couldn't find a Halloween oh, bag. Well, but there is a plethora of Marvel and well, DC well, goodies for you. your kids. Well, thank you. So that, that's super kind. They could dump it over and. Pick and choose. Nothing's been assigned to them. Whatever they like. Well, thank you. And that way, they don't fight over everything. Well, well actually, um, actually, you know, um, it's funny. Uh, we now watch a, a lot of the Marvel movies, and uh, and uh, Dina loves the Scarlet Witch, and uh, she said to me, you know, Daddy, really, you know, Captain Marvel is pretty powerful, but. She's not as powerful as the Scarlet Witch. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, they really haven't defined the Scarlet Witch uh, power in the movies. She's pretty much powerful. And uh, Dina's like, I, I like her a lot. So. Now, without getting too specific, your kids, which which movies do your kids prefer? The Marvel movies or the DC movies? Well, if, if, if you don't like Marvel when you're a kid, then, you know, I mean... Uh, they like the Marvel movies, which you know they're fun. They they're, are. They're they are. Fun. They are fun. They and are the casting fun. is almost impeccable. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you look at Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. That dude could be Thor. Yeah. You know, I look. He, I think he is. Yeah, I think he, he is. Yeah. You know, uh, Paul Rudd is yeah. lighthearted Ant Man. Well, and, and, and and you know, just just the fact again that we've had two movies with Ant Man. That's yes. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, like you know, go back to like you know little dave in the 70s or we'll go back to little stew in in the 70s i would have never thought that there would literally be all these movies all these characters i mean it's crazy here's where i first realized that hollywood is going to do this and people think it's the first spider-man it, it was three years earlier the first matrix movie yeah with keanu when you saw the technology that yeah. they had he's dodging bullets he's this i go oh my gosh now the, the blade movies were good but they never felt too superheroish. yeah but i saw the matrix and i go in a couple of years if they do it right um i actually went out and bought stock in marvel which was a bad idea at the time because then yeah. they they went under you know i lost some money on it but me and my buddy nick hey nick so childhood friend nick uh we so believed that marvel was going to take over now now at that point you're not thinking Disney yeah. is going to one day own it. It's like saying back in the 70s and 80s when you're watching the first three Star Wars movies, Disney's not going to have any interest in this, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they were, but now Disney owns everything. So now you've got this big money juggernaut. They can do whatever they want, pretty, you know? And, and pretty much they are. Now, I, I have a, I will fess up that I 
have a membership to uh, DC Universe, the streaming service. Okay. And, and I, I've listened, I've watched um, Titans, I've watched uh, the Doom Patrol. Mm -hmm. um, uh, do you have yet uh, the Disney? Have you signed up for the Disney streaming app yet? No. No. I have not either. So, because you know what happens, I, I'm at capacity in terms of time. You know, I uh, there's only so many podcasts or shows or, or things I can do. I I have to be very selective. Um, you know, uh, it's very difficult to to really you know consume all of this pop culture goodness, yes. which is crazy yes. because you know you you said earlier it's like in the '70s if there was like one comic-con in new york and and if you missed it forget it now there's like four every weekend here's how it's changed from from the 80s yeah to now um stan lee yeah god bless stan lee stan lee jack kirby yeah steve ditko all those guys that that truly created the marvel universe uh, uh, stan was stan had a great run yeah kirby didn't Jack, Jack, Jack Kirby actually died before he could see most of his creations, co-creations come to life on the big screen. Yeah. But my buddies, Nick and Anthony, my buddies, cousins, uh, childhood friends, they would go to the shows in New York City in the early 80s. Yeah. It would be like going to a Star Trek convention in the 70s. Yeah. Here's how they met Stan Lee at a urinal. <laughs> There's three urinals. They're taking a leak next to Stan Lee yeah. and Excelsior, and they're talking this and that. And you go on. How did we meet him? Well, it's a hundred and fifty dollar you know meet and greet exactly. VIP. The line was two and a half hours for this poor man. He was already in his nineties, but um, you know, it, it's different. Well, and you know, I think that also what is happening is that uh, you have these really super big stars coming to shows and then you have to pay a lot of money to, to certain shows you have to pay a lot of money to go to the show then you know a, a photo op is like three hundred dollars and then you know you have to do you know uh, and uh, for an autograph is another you know three hundred dollars and and you know and, and one of the one of the things that you know being in you know, a shared universe podcast studio, uh, you know, part of uh, the view askew, uh, you know, greater uh, world is that uh, I'm so fortunate to be a part of this fandom because, you know, Kevin, Jay, you know, Ming, Mike, uh, you know, Walt, everybody is so accessible. And, and you know, it, it's a, that's one of the things that I, I consider really fortunate uh, of being part of a, a hobby where you can meet folks you know um through um uh kevin i started listening to his hollywood babylon podcast and um uh, so i you know started hearing about ralph garman and now i get ralph's daily ralph report podcast and ralph has a, a partner um a co-host eddie pence and now you know eddie pence is my facebook friend so you know it, it's really an amazing kind of opportunity that we have and, well, and what I like too is it's also a Jersey thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there's such a strong New Jersey element to everything that they do that we do. Yeah, uh, it's a small state. Yeah, uh, if you try hard enough, you probably can meet everyone you want to meet or yeah. bump into. Uh, beyond the cosplay, beyond my my hot rod buddies providing these amazing cars, beyond the conventions, I also do journalism. Yeah, I, entertainment journalism, event photography, and that that allows me access, a greater yeah. access than uh, uh, any other, most people would, you know? Sure. So you really do have to pursue it. 
But getting back to what you said earlier about this side of it, and it's it's not casting blame on anyone. When you go to the shows, there is, and we'll see at Chiller this weekend, there's a pecking order of celebrities. Yeah. Based on demand, some celebrities we don't even know. You have to look up at their banner and see, yeah. oh, they were on some show 57 years ago. What, two weeks ago, we all chipped in for a $300 photo op to meet uh, Loki, Tom yes. Tom Hiddleston, yes. who is white hot right now. Yes. All the Avengers are white hot, so they can command two hundred dollars and up to meet them. Uh, my buddy Anthony again, he's he's our financier to many shows, big hearted fellow. Uh, it was his idea to meet Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, but you go there and you have your moment, and and that's it. You know, yeah. It, but other shows like Chiller or Mitch's show, Terrific Con, which I'm sorry, Mitch. Mitch probably thinks I'm full of crap, but he always has a show on a family reunion yeah. weekend, or we were in, we were away on vacation. But you have a lot of shows where you can actually hang with the celebrities. Well, and and and, and that's true. And, and what I'll say for um, uh, Mitch's show is that uh, he has one of the most comic creator oriented shows i mean you know he uh, he has so many artists and writers there you know it's the same thing for our you know good friend uh, dave and sal's uh, garden city uh, comic fest they have a lot of creators there and you know there are there are shows that are really more authentically based on the comic book art and then there are more you know autograph shows that, yeah absolutely and, and there's nothing wrong with that no but, you know you 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 have to you have to it's like it's like judging a movie yeah or critiquing a movie like, yeah. like the new joker movie oh I, it's too dark it's too this or you know well you either like suicide squad joker yeah. or you like heath ledger joker or you like the current joker but you don't go to something knowing full well what it isn't yeah you go you should go to it for what it is i like an, a good old-fashioned toy show yeah i brought a friend Oh, fantastic. Remember when I met Lee Majors? Yes, excellent. That's great. I uh, I met Lee Majors dressed as the Bionic Man you, doll. And you look good. You look good. I didn't bring the engine. I couldn't no, find an engine that no. was light enough for me to carry. Exactly. And he got a chuckle out of it. And it was it was around the time where he had just signed on to Ash versus the Evil Dead. I think yeah. he was playing Bruce Campbell's father. Yeah. So it was like it was kind of like a comeback thing for him and but a pleasant guy. Yeah. You know, and and uh, who else have we met? I I want to name drop some some people we've met, and then also name drop some people who've helped us. Well, um, let me see. Uh, 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 you know, we Lee Merriweather, who's always super pleasant. Um, you know, uh, Catwoman. Um, we've met. Um, uh, well, you, I, I didn't meet uh, Don Wells, but you met Don Wells uh, as Gilligan. As Gilligan, I would have met them all dressed yeah. as Gilligan, but they've passed away. Tina Louise doesn't do shows. Yeah, Don Wells, beautiful person. Yeah, you know, um, you, you, uh, perhaps a little bit risky, uh, but you met. Chuck Norris dressed as Chuck Norris. Uh, yes, I did. A very I, bold maneuver, my yes, friend. Yep, and it was Chuck approved. Okay. Yes. yes. Great. I, I actually had the orange hair and his, remember in the 70s, he had his own class? Yes. I forget what the white robes are called, the black belt. Yeah. But uh, 
yeah, you're just looking to, to make a moment. And it's, it's, it's really nothing that, I mean, these people meet thousands of people every week. Exactly. It's not really gonna be anything that sticks with them. No. Unless, no. you know, you spill coffee on their lap. Yeah. It's something that you're doing for yourself. And, and that other fans can, you know, relate to. Let me, let me tell you the, uh, in my mind, one of the most involved uh, celebrity um, friends I now have, so to speak, when I was on uh, Comic Book Men the first time, so I was on twice, but the first time I, I saw uh, uh, Walt, uh, uh, the Kreskin ESP game, mm-hmm. and I still don't know how uh, Walt figured out uh, the ESP stuff. And by the way, this is Walt's uh, uh, Baron von Flanagan uh, character. But uh, so I met uh, the comic book man originally, and I sold them the Kreskin game. So at a... Um, another show i met kreskin himself and i I got one autograph and then um at the big apple con dressed as um a starfleet uh, science officer i uh, met kreskin again the amazing kreskin for those who don't know uh the amazing kreskin uh is a mentalist who was very started in the 60s and 70s and a great entertainer great guy and was on like merv griffin johnny carson all this uh uh, making predictions Uh, an excellent kind of guy so i met kreskin at big apple and i now have a signed photo of uh, kreskin and me in a star trek uniform and i say uh on the on the photo i've printed out um because i'm a market researcher and i say if if you don't like my predictions um i know kreskin and i'm from the future because i was in a star trek uniform and then um i met him again and he's like hey Stu." so i you know i actually have formed a relationship with the amazing kreskin yeah which is amazing it is amazing and it's nice too yeah you know um who else who else have we met i'm trying to think I have to name some people because they'll shoot me if I don't mention them. Some of the car guys I have to mention. I should mention the Foodie series. Oh, yes, please. Okay. All right. Now, this is really exciting. Do you want to talk about uh, the Bites guys? Uh, A little. Okay, please, please. Okay, yeah. So when I'm not running around shows in, in tights and capes and cowls and God knows what, um, a childhood friend of mine, I've known him since the seventh grade, grew up together. Uh, he works for the city of Elizabeth, New Jersey, fourth fourth largest city in New Jersey. Uh, he said, you know, he goes, I saw your Comic-Con videos and your hot rod stuff and, and monster shows. And he's like, could you bring some of that to the city? for a series of food videos. Actually, it wasn't even that. He goes, could you just film a 67 hot dog day video? That's all it was. I was like, yeah, sure. Go go down there. We filmed 65 second video with the hot dog place. It's been there since the 1960s. It's uh, Tommy's Tommy's hot dogs. So I say, I say, Dave, that was fun, but but that's it. We yeah. post it, it gets like 25,000 views in three days. And I said, I said, you know, I said, there seems to be a market for local food videos. Yeah. And I said, why don't we do a couple more? It caught on. We ended the summer with, you know, almost half a million views for, for videos about local butcher shops. Exactly. You know, for hot dog stands, for pizzerias. But our angle was, let's focus on the mom and pop places, the legends and landmarks that are going away 
you know, Applebee's are coming in there, you know, nothing wrong with the new franchises and the new chains, but there is something lost to the community when those old time places disappear. Italian ice stands been there since World War One to Cosmos. And it had such a positive reaction from the community, right? You, you, you've, you know how ugly the internet can get yeah. when they've had their fill of you. Y- yes. It, they either turn on you or yes. they ignore you. I'm not sure which is worse. Yeah. But the food stuff, since we we were in the videos, I, I told my buddy, he goes, he goes, you know, what should we do? I said, let's treat the food videos as if we're Rod Serling. Rod Serling interviews the Twilight Zone, then he gets out of the way. Yeah. Let the owners have their moment, show the food, this and that. So the videos are anywhere from two minutes to eight minutes long. We throw in some history. There was a, a plane crash, a devastating plane crash one time on the side of a restaurant. Uh, we, 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 we hang out with the local firefighters. We do uh, firefighters cooking one night. And um, it's fun. It's, it's, it's a completely different uh, way of getting, of reaching people than there was by doing the superhero stuff, exactly. by doing the sci-fi, horror, hot rod stuff. And so if, you know, now that you've described this so in such a wonderful fashion, how do people uh, find this on the web? What, what should they look for? We, for right now, the, the city, Elizabeth, is supposed to step up and fund us, and there's a lot supposedly gonna happen. But in the meantime, it's all homegrown. We film it, we edit it, we do it all. It's on Facebook and it's on YouTube. It's our own channel. Bat Dave, obviously Bat Dave, one word, and Strochak. Dave Strochak being his last name. I don't know if that's Polish or what. But Bat Dave and Strochak, the Bites guys, which is a play on being from New Jersey, the wise guys, wise guys. Bat Dave and Strochak, the Bites guys. And um, it's we're, we're just about to wrap up season two. Excellent. So And, and you know, I certainly enjoy watching it myself it's something i look forward to so i you know i think we're we're close to an hour now so um ming can we can we go longer or are we sure we have five minutes okay, okay. which is nice because is nice. when we sat down here yeah i was afraid we were going to get about four minutes in yeah. and have nothing to talk about well you know um i have to say that um uh we have to i have to do this more than every year so and we've only scratched the surface oh maybe. yeah i i certainly yeah i certainly yeah i mean i, I think, think we only uh, hit about six or seven I know, plot I know. points so you know um, i do have to thank someone else or please i will course. be beaten yes. in an alley one of my favorite car buddies. You yeah. know I know a lot of car owners. These guys, Yes. it's not a show unless you have these beautiful vehicles, right? You have a yes. Batmobile, you have this. And we've already talked about our Alfred the Collector. Yes. But there are other guys. Tom Mitchell is yeah. like an older brother to me, Black Beauty. Tom Felice, he's got the Jersey General. But another guy that always seems to get the short short thrift, or, uh, the short, short, short end of the stick, uh, yeah. Thomas D. Francesco. Oh my Tommy Lord. D. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's an interesting guy. But season one, we yeah. drove around historic Elizabeth, New Jersey. Elizabeth's a hundred years older than yeah. our country, and we drove around in those season one foodie episodes in his Grand Torino. Yeah. 1974 Grand Torino Starsky and Hutch vehicle, Ooh, and you've also went Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, yeah. We're, let's yeah. save let's save when celebrity encounters go wrong. Oh, okay. For the yeah. next episode. Well, yeah, I have a couple of those too. Yeah, because you that, and I, you and I have one together that we're not going to yeah. talk about. Yeah, but yeah. but it, thank you to anyone that we have mentioned or haven't mentioned. If yet if we haven't mentioned you, we'll we'll mention you next time. Exactly. Uh, but it's it's you know you have a microphone in front of you. It's like that was a fast hour. It was a fast hour. So, and, and you know, um, 
Once again, I have to say uh, thank you uh, to Mike and Ming for hosting this. Thank um, you. You know, and, and I uh, also have to say that, you know, there are a lot of really, you know, entertaining uh, podcasts that come out of a shared universe. I, you know, I, I think I mentioned it before, American Loser by KP and Larry Burke, really one of the best history podcasts that I know. Uh, they, they, they curse a little bit. It's like a NPR with a, a swear word. So, you know, maybe not suitable for work, but excellent. Um, uh, the Point uh, Blank podcast, um, you know, uh, it, and I think that one of the things that people should consider is that just like I never thought I would cosplay, and now I'm working on my third one, you know, I never imagine myself you know being on reality tv and and, and I, as, as we said we i was on reality tv twice and i've never imagined myself you know uh, creating something i i think you get to a certain age or you should yeah. the quicker you get to this age where you realize that life is short yeah i've lost a couple friends already yeah life is short so you better enjoy it and don't be concerned about what other people think of you yeah because secretly a lot of times they're jealous yeah you know they they might hit you with a zinger they, they might come at you hard but they go home and they're like i wish i was just doing what that guy was doing he seems to be enjoying his life and ming you did not yawn once during this episode no. so that's a good that, sign that is a good sign you know so um and and you know just uh i think uh, two more things you know as kevin smith and you know, our patron saint says you know make something and, and you know and and that's what i'm trying to do i mean i i'm fortunate that i have a very intellectually uh, challenging um uh, job and i enjoy you know solving problems at work but you know here's a chance for me to create uh, something for a common consumption so that's the first thing the second thing is that um i i just can you verify something for me? Uh, this is the, this is like the first time we've been in person for for like months, haven't yeah, it? Yeah, it's been a while. Okay, because my girlfriend Sue is like, why don't you introduce me to your friends? And I'm like, I I'm I'm on social media with them all the time, but I don't see them in person. That's my fault because, okay. as you know, I go AWOL. I disappear okay. in the summer right, months. So so yeah, I I you know I I haven't been hiding you from Sue. I've been down the shore. I, okay, you know, I only I, came back I, last I, month. I just wanted to clarify. Uh huh. Okay. Well, sometimes you need to be in but not in this case mm -hmm. so, well Ming thank you for hosting us it was lovely and uh, hopefully in less than uh, 12 months we'll do this again that would be fantastic excellent